Okay, everyone, from that clickety-clack sound, it's time for TV Oblivion, the podcast. I'm your host, Pete Costanas. This is episode 35, season two. Today's date is uh, March 19th, 2023, and welcome to the show. Here is today's lineup for today's program. Uh, from the 1950s is the uh, TV crime drama uh, City Detective. From the 1960s is the television sitcom The Bill Dana Show. From the 1970s, the anime series Bailey's Comet. From the 1980s is the comedy drama Bay City Blues. From the 1990s is the TV sitcom The Boys. Uh, from the 2000s is the drama The Black Sash. And from the 2010s, the TV sitcom Dads. Okay, so this is... Uh, quite a list. <laughs> so I will get started, but first, uh, the program will go into a commercial break. And this program is brought to you by Horizon Coffee. I know, I never, I, I barely remembered this brand. So, uh, and this is from the 1970s. Uh, once I play this commercial, commercial, uh, you would reckon, uh, I will tell you who is speaking in this commercial. Okay, and I will reveal it after the commercial when I come back from when the commercial is played. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Simon, si vas a salir al campo, apúrese. Desde luego, Javoy. Welcome to my coffee plantation. I'm Simon Stone. My foreman says we've got to pick the beans before the rains come, so come on. I'll show you the secret to one of the world's richest coffees. This, New Horizon coffee. Don't be fooled. The secret to rich coffee's in the picking. Pick the bean at the peak of flavor and the flavor shows up in the pot. And that's what's special about New Horizon coffee. Rich hand-picked flavor. We hand-pick lots of Horizon's beans. We say Horizon C to beans at peak flavor, Horizon No to the rest. Horizon C, Horizon No. Horizon C. Horizon C. Pick the bean at the peak of flavor, and the flavor shows up in the pot. New Horizon Coffee. Rich in hand-picked beans. Rich in hand-picked flavor. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the commercial for Horizon Coffee. Uh, like I said before... I played the commercial. I, I barely remembered this brand. It's from General Foods. Uh, I don't think that exists anymore either. The man who's speaking in that commercial is none other than Purnell Roberts, famous for being Adam Cartwright on Bonanza. <laughs> I guess when he left after Bonanza, he tried to keep busy. Uh, so I have no idea how long this brand lasted. Probably two years three years i don't know uh i found the commercial on youtube and it's a red can it resembles folgers like that and uh i guess it was good i guess it wasn't i don't know what happened <laughs> so i guess it didn't uh take it uh it didn't uh take uh everything by storm it's just uh it was there and then it just they yanked it out I guess it was uh, coffee brands are still competitive to this day. And it was 
it was true back then in the 60s and the 70s and the 80s that okay so at the beginning of the program i get i uh i told the lineup of today's program so we're gonna get started all right so the first show i will talk about is the 1950s uh, syndicated tv series uh, crime drama that is uh, city detective uh i don't really remember this show but uh i read about it uh, as much of my tv reference books so let's let's see uh it was for, it debuted on september 5th, 1953 uh, i don't know the date in syndication it was a half an hour show, black and white. It ran for two seasons, 64 episodes. And uh, it starred actor Rod Cameron. He did a lot of uh, television during the 50s. I'll get to him after I played the, themes, uh, the theme song. And uh, his, his role was Bart Grant, and he was a New York City police lieutenant. And uh, he just solved crimes, you know, not running the mill, uh, you know, cases, nothing spectacular. <laughs> so I've seen, uh, I, I watched one episode, there's one in YouTube, and uh, it, was, it was good. I liked it. Typical 50s TV show, nothing, uh, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Also, uh, who directed was Herschel Dartry. can't pronounce his name, excuse me. Also, uh, Blake Edwards, a famous uh, act, uh, director, he was a writer and the associate producer. He went on to, uh, got involved with Peter Gunn. So, and there were some guest stars uh, along the way. Uh, like, for example, it was Mike Connors, uh, Chuck Connors, uh, Fess Parker, uh, Forrest Kelly, uh, Carolyn Jones, yeah, and BV Janice. She appeared on that. So there were many, 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 many people. Also, uh, Beverly Garland, uh, Lee Van Cleef, Claude Akins, uh, Russell Johnson from uh, the professors. The professor, excuse me, from Gilligan's Island. Uh, also, Hugh Beaumont from. Ward Cleaver from Leave It to Beaver, Angie Dickinson, uh, and uh, Vera Miles. You know her from Psycho. Okay. All right. So right now I'm going to play the theme song for City Detective. When I come back, I'll talk a little bit about Rod Cameron. And uh, I've talked about him before on a previous episode. I'll talk about him again. Okay. So, so just sit back and enjoy the theme song for City Detective. Thank you, everyone. City detective. You hear that? Well, it's the right season of the year for it, isn't it? Peace on earth, goodwill toward men. Speaking of Christmas, this is a wood carving that was made especially as a holiday gift. 
pleasant enough thought, except that it was carved by a man with hate in his heart who had to relearn the meaning of Christmas. I called tonight's case Christmas Pardon. Be back in a minute and tell you about it. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for City Detective. Kind of Christmassy <laughs> uh, themes of introduction. Right now, and right now I'll talk about uh, Rod Cameron. Uh, he he was an interesting guy. He started in a lot of movies. He was born December, December 7th, 1910. His real name was Nathan Roderick Cox. And uh, then he moved to Hollywood. Uh, he was born in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I think I said that. I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> And he started as a stuntman, and then he uh, then he started in a few movies, a few presidents, uh, did some bit roles, and then uh, then he got uh, moved into television, and uh, he started City Detective was his first uh, TV series. That was the other two I'm going to mention were syndicated as well. For like for example, there was uh, State Trooper. I like that one. That was good. I have it on DVD. Uh, City Detective is sort of on DVD, but a few episodes. And also Coronado 9. And that, uh, so State Trooper lasted about three years. Uh, Coronado, Coronado 9 lasted one season. I have that on DVD. It's pretty good. That one, uh, well, State Trooper was set in Nevada. And uh, Coronado 9 was set in San Diego. And uh, after that, he started in a few guest spots and all that, and then he just took it easy, and uh, and I guess he retired. And uh, you know, he had um, because uh, in the 1970s he had a drinking problem, and he beat it, and then uh, later on he moved to uh, north of Georgia, and he had cancer, and then he died on. See, we uh, passed away on December 21st, 1983, and he was 73 years old. He was largely forgotten, it really, it really was. But uh, in the 50s, uh, I'm sure he was well known, it really was. They used to play these, uh, they used to play all these shows on WGN TV Channel 9 in Chicago. Now, I wasn't born yet when they syndicated this, but I've read book, uh, I had TV reference books and I read about them. That was fascinating. When once uh, they were, once Coronado Nine and Stature were released on DVD, I bought them and I watched them. I liked it a lot. I really did. He was a good actor. He really was. Okay. Next up, we're going to talk about the television sitcom from the 1960s, The Bill Dana Show. Ah, this one was short-lived but memorable. So. Uh, this starred Bill Dana. He was a famous comedian. And this premiered on September 22nd, 1963, ended January 17th, 1965. Uh, lasted two seasons, 42 episodes. Uh, aired on NBC. I think I mentioned that. And it starred, of course, uh, like I said before, Bill Dana. And uh, he was a bellhop. At a uh, 
let's see, probably a hotel. Yeah, probably at a, and that's what the, at a, new, at a hotel in New York City. This was a spinoff of the TV series Make Room for Daddy, which starred Danny Thomas, because uh, Bill Dana made, I don't know how many appearances he made, maybe one or two, I believe. And uh, he, I guess when he appeared on the show, he, that character was very popular, which is Jose Jimenez. And, uh, of course, uh, Bill Dana was not Hispanic. No. <laughs> I'll get to him in a minute. Uh, and uh, he was, uh, his character was very uh, kind, and he always saw good in people. Uh, also in the cast were... Uh, Gary, uh, Gary Crosby, he played his uh, friend and bellhop, uh, as known as Bill Crosby's son, eldest son. And uh, also there was Jonathan Harris. He played the, the hotel manager, uh, Mr. Phillips. He best known as Dr. Smith on Lost in Space. I loved him in that show. Oh, the, the way he uh, insulted the robot... <laughs> It's great. I know it, a lot of people think it's bad, but no, that's funny. It wasn't intended to be funny. And also in the cast was uh, Don Adams. He played the hotel uh, detective Byron Click, a similar character to uh, Maxwell Smart. And later he went on to get smart. And... Uh, in the second season, they uh, added uh, Maggie Peterson. She played Susie. She was a waitress in the coffee shop at the hotel. That's uh, know her as uh, Charlene Darling from the Darlings on the Andy Griffith Show. Oh, she's pretty. And uh, that that group, the musical group, were great. I like that. And uh, so it it did okay in the ratings. It did not. And uh, so, also, uh, the funny thing about it, the last, the last time that uh, Bill Dana portrayed Jose Jimenez was on an episode of Batman. He was in the window. <laughs> it was an episode with Egghead. So, he never did anything else uh, with that character. But he did uh, other acting parts. And like I said, the, the show didn't last long. No. So right now, I'm going to play the theme song for the Bill Dana show. When I come back, I'll talk a little bit about Bill Dana. Okay. So just sit back and enjoy, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Hello, every person. My name is Jose Jimenez. You know, I like being a bellhop, but once in a while, I run into little problems. Tonight, my little problem is how to hide an elephant right here in a hotel. And with little problems like that, I don't need big ones. Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for the Bill Dana show. Talk a little bit about the star of uh, Bill Dana. Uh, he was born October 5th, 1924, 
in Quincy, Massachusetts. His real name is William Sesmeri. And uh, he was a comedian, actor, screenwriter. Uh, he often appeared on The Ed Sullivan Show, The Steve Allen Show, and uh, and uh, his character was actually Bolivian. That's what he said. That's what, according to sources like that. And uh, let's see what else. And then um, he had an older brother, Irving Sesmeri. He wrote the, he was the composer of the Get Smart theme. And uh, Bill Dane appeared on a couple episodes of uh, Get Smart, I believe. And uh, let's see. So he, so the first time that appeared, uh, I think he created on the Steve Allen show. And then on to uh, make uh, make room for Daddy on the Danny Thomas show. That is also, and uh, he also made a, a lot of he uh, made some comedy albums. One was for the astronaut, and uh, so that was like during the space age uh, era at that time, <laughs> like that. And uh, he on the on Danny Thomas show he played an elevator operator just like on his own tv show and uh let's see what else and then uh he went on to star in other shows and then uh the last time i saw him was uh on golden girls he played sophia paternal's brother and he was a priest which he wasn't really a priest uh i don't i'm trying to remember but uh no he was not. <laughs> and uh, so, and then uh, unfortunately he died on June 15, 2017 uh, in Nashville. He was 92 years old. So uh, he lived a long life. So that's uh, good. So, but uh, he was, uh, he, he ditched a character in the late sixties because of pressures from uh, uh, Hispanic groups. And he said, okay, I won't do it anymore. But uh, that's a shame because uh, I don't see anything offensive about it. But uh, some people do. Some people don't. Depends. But uh, I don't think the show will be rerun anytime soon. Uh, I don't think it's on DVD. I haven't seen it. Uh, you can find it on YouTube if you'd like. I, found, I watched a couple of episodes. He's a funny man. He was a funny man. He really was. And... Uh, it's great to see Don Adams in another TV series as well before he went to Get Smart. Also, Jonathan Harris in another TV series. So they, this, uh, this show catapulted uh, both men into stardom. So that's good. Okay. Next up, uh, we from the 1970s, I will talk about Bailey's Comets. Not Haley's Comets, Bailey's Comets. So... <laughs> So this premiered on uh, September 8, 1973, ended April 13, 1974, aired on CBS. Uh, it was a half-hour show, uh, 32 episodes. And uh, this is about, and it's from, oh, I'm sorry. This is from the Depeti for Friendling Enterprises, another cartoon from those wonderful people that gave us uh, the Anton Ardvok, Pink Panther, and I did uh, Dr. Doolittle. Talked about that. I talked about another show. I don't remember the other one. 
And uh, the plot was uh, there were different roller skating teams uh, competing for a million dollar prize. And it was a race held at different locations. And sometimes the team would uh, interfere or they would help out. And uh, this reminds me of Wacky Pack. Uh, now, excuse me, not Wacky Pack, it's just Wacky Race, Wacky Races. <laughs> yeah, it's from 1969 from Hanna-Barbera. It's similar like that. And instead of car racing, it's roller skating. So I'll talk about the uh, the characters of uh, who competed in the races. Uh, from Bailey's comments, we have Barnaby Bailey. We have Candy, uh, Sarge. Uh, she was a girl. <laughs> Wheelie. Uh, she was. He was the mechanic. Um, Bunny, and Pudge. And uh, their competitors were. Uh, they had a lot for. Like for example, they had the Texas Black Hats. They were outlaws. You know, cowboys. And uh, they had uh, the Jekyll and Hyde, and these were uh, English doctors, and they would turn into Mr. Hyde, all green. And well, you know the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, <laughs> like that. So I, I watched an episode, it was cool when they transformed like that. And uh, the Rambling Rivets, and uh, consisted of robots named Scrappy, Boats Bucket, and Fender Bender. Also, the Dustbuster, Dusterbuster, excuse me. It was a motorcycle gang. Also, the roller coasters. Uh, it was a circus ba uh, base team. They had uh, a ringmaster, Hercules the strongman, Big Bertha the fat lady, a lion, a clown that rides on the lion, and Indian rubber man. Also, they had the stone rollers. They were cavemen. Reminds me of the cavemen from Wacky Races. And they're, they had a dinosaur on roller skates. <laughs> That's funny. Also, they had uh, the Cosmic Rays. It was about four aliens and a flying saucer. Also, the Gargantuan Giants. They were like a football team. Also, the Rockin' Rollers. Rocking Rollers, that is. Rollers. Rockin' Rollers, excuse me. Uh, they were a rock band. Also, the Broomer Girls. They were a team of witches led by Auntie Hag. Auntie Hag, excuse me. <laughs> And uh, they had a roller skating cat. Also, the roller bears. Uh, they were roller, they were bears on roller skates. The mystery mob. So uh, they were uh, behind a, a immersed in a huge cloud of dust. So you really don't see. You just see their arms and legs. So they they were mysterious. And the yo ho hos. They were a team of pirates. Also, the hairy mountain red eyes, which are consisted of uh, hillbillies, paw, ma, and cornball. <laughs> and uh, I remember this. I remember this cartoon. It was uh, fun to watch. Uh, it's not. It's been syndicated lately. Not not for a long time. I don't know if it's on DVD. Uh, I doubt it. I, I I haven't seen it anywhere. So uh, right now I'm going to play the theme song for Bailey's Comets. So uh, sit back and relax, and I'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> 
wolves, what they're doing, racing to find the next clue. Will it be Bailey's Comets winning? Will it be Bailey's or who? Well, out of the back come the Texas black cats, followed by the Jekyll Heights. Then my grandma with a sister, busters, roller coasters, stone rollers, cosmic rays, my cash for giants, they all try to get up ahead of Bailey's Comets, whether I look or I crook. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the introduction to Bailey's Comets. So, like I said before, I I don't know if it's on DVD or not. I watched a couple episodes on YouTube. I found it very enjoyable. Theme song's great. But it's like uh, Wacky Races, of course. Uh, Some of the voices on the show were uh, consistent of uh, Carl Lesser, Karen Smith, uh, Kathy Gorey, uh, Sarah Kennedy. You may know her from Rowan the Martins Laughing. Also, Frank Welker. You know him everywhere. <laughs> and also, uh, Dawes Butler. You know him. For, and Don Masick from the Hanna-Barbera team. <laughs> they did that. So those guys were busy. They always have been busy. So at the time. And... Uh, Oh, I mentioned one. I forgot one more thing. There were commentators during the cartoons. Uh, one was named Gabby, and the other one was Dudaroo. And uh, they keep track from a helicopter, but they rarely got involved with the uh, race. So uh, it's the same way with Wacky, Ra- Wacky Races. They had a comment, you know, they had a, a commentator as well. There was just one. The hero was two. Okay. All right. Next up, uh, we'll talk about the 1980s, uh, the comedy drama Bay City Blues. I remember this show very well, and it was uh, short-lived, of course. <laughs> and uh, this premiered on October 25th, 1983, and ended July 8th, 1984. aired on ABC. It was an hour show. And uh, this was, the plot was, it was a minor league league baseball team called the Bluebirds uh, in Bay City, California. And uh, this revolved like their lives, their loves, their problems, just like uh, Hill Street Blues, uh, L.A. Law. It, it's, it was created by Stephen Boschko, of course. <laughs> You know, he, he created a lot of wonderful shows, really did. Like, uh, you know. And then uh, had a great cast. It really did. Very un, uh, very excellent cast. And uh, this was filmed in a neighborhood uh, in, in L.A. Uh, called Pecoima. I don't know. Pecoima? Is that how you pronounce it? I'm not sure. And... Uh, it didn't do very well with the ratings. It was up against uh, Heart to Heart on ABC because back then Heart to Heart was very big, you know, like that. 
and it only aired eight episodes, so that was it. And uh, let's see. And so um, it's a shame like that. So the the uh, cast consists of actor Michael Nury. He did a lot of television movies. I remember him from Flashdance. Also Ken Olin. You remember him from Thirty Something? Of course, uh, Dennis Franz. We know him as uh, Bunce from Hill Street Blues, and then he went on to NYPD Blue. And uh, Bunce had his own show, Beverly Hills Bunce. Also, Pat Corley, you remember him from uh, Phil uh, Murphy Brown. Also, Patrick Cass- Cassidy, uh, Shirley Jones' son. Also, Bernie Casey, he was a wonderful actor. Uh, Perry Lang, uh, it was Larry. Flash Jenkins, also McKelty Williamson is. Uh, he was also in the cast as well, and I'll read off the rest of them. Uh, Jeff McCracken, Marco Rodriguez, uh, Tony Spiridakis, Sherry North. Uh, loved her; she was a wonderful actress. Also was Sh- Sharon Stone, one of her earliest TV roles yeah, before she went to movie stardom. When the show aired, I, I watched it. I remember it, but I never noticed her, you know, because who was Sharon Stone? I mean, just an ordinary actress back then, but no, not later on. Also, there was Michelle Green, also from, uh, and then she went on to stardom in L.A. Law as Abby. Also, Kelly Harmon, she was in that. And uh, she's famous for her Tic Tac uh, commercials. She's also uh, Mark Harmon's sister from NCIS. And also Eddie Velez. And like I said before, the ratings were not that good. I remember that this show was heavily promoted. It really was. And uh, so I don't know. I didn't check if there was any episodes on YouTube. I didn't get a chance. Uh, Probably, maybe. I don't know. But if I do, I'll watch it. I'm sure it was good. I'm sure the quality of Stephen Boschko is wonderful. I don't think he ever made a bad show. Not really. Uh, Maybe he had a few duds, but no, probably not. Okay. So right now I'm going to play the uh, theme song for uh, Basically Blues. And when I come back, I will talk about Sharon Stone. You know, a little bit about her. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you.
Okay, everyone, I am back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Bay City Blues. Uh, right now, I'll talk about uh, a little about uh, Sharon Stone. Uh, she was born March 10th, 1958. Uh, she was born in Medville, Pennsylvania. She made her film debut as an extra in the 1980 movie Stardust Memories, directed by Woody Allen. And her first speaking part was in that scary movie, uh, Deadly, Deadly Blessing, Directed by Wes Craven. Oof, I don't want to see it. <laughs> and she appeared in uh, other movies as Irreconcilable Differences. I can't say that word. From 1984. King Solomon's Mind that starred Richard Chamberlain in 1985. Also Cold Steel in 1987. And Above the Law in 1988. And then her uh, breakthrough role was in that science fiction movie, Total Recall with Arnold Schwarzenegger in 1990. Oh, I loved her in that movie. She was great. Also, uh, then she went on to Basic Instinct in 1992. <laughs> That's a great movie. It's wonderful. Also, she appeared in Casino. Also, Sliver, The Specialist, The Quick and the Dead. Also, The Sphere. And also, Catwoman in 2004 with Halle Berry. I think she was the villainess in that movie. Uh, I saw it once. Uh, wasn't very good. She's still acting to this day, and uh, she's she's very pretty. Uh, she used to be a model, so uh, very lovely lady indeed. Okay, next up, I'll talk about from the 1990s the TV sitcom was very short lived. Uh, the Boys, and it premiered on August 20th, 1993. Uh, ended September 17, 1993, and it aired on CBS, a half-hour sitcom, aired six episodes, one was unaired, and the premise was a horror novelist moves, moves into a house and starts hanging around with his friends of the man who recently died there. That was it. That was the plot. <laughs> I watched the show maybe once, and that was it. I remembered it. Of course, uh, the cast consisted of Christopher Maloney, we know him as Elliot Stabler from Law and Order Special Victims Unit. He did a lot of he did a lot of sitcoms. You know, he was in the Finale Boys, I think. Yeah, and uh, he played Doug. Uh, there was Ned Betty as Bert. I think it was his father. Richard Venture as Al. Uh, John Harkins as Harlan. Okay, and uh, Doris Roberts, probably his mom, <laughs> Doris, of course. Uh, Doris Roberts was everywhere. I think she started in this, and then later on she went into Everybody Loves Raymond, one of her best roles. And, of course, Isabella Hoffman as Molly. You remember her from Homicide, uh, Providence, and also that sitcom, Dear John. Unfortunately, I don't have a theme song. I can't find one. So uh, it's a shame. So a lot of these actors were went on to better things, or they did other better things before. <laughs> uh, that actor John Harkins, I seen him on a few sitcoms, like Angie. He started with Angie, uh, with Doris Roberts at short-lived series, you know, on ABC with Donna Pesco. He's also I remember him from Dark Shadows. He did that. I forgot the character's name. He was a creepy guy. <laughs> like that. Of course, Ned Betty, you know him as uh, 
uh, Dan Connor's dad from Roseanne, you know, and of course other roles that he did. You know, he was a marvelous actor. He's best known in Deliverance when he's walking around in his near, uh, underwear. <laughs> the poor guy. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. So uh, that's about it. That's mostly about it. Uh, I couldn't find a video or anything. I just read some uh, information about the show. And uh, it was a clip. I couldn't uh, download it. It was really hard. But uh, I could tell it wasn't very good. So I can understand why it yanked. <laughs> they yanked it with that. But uh, what I read about the, a couple of the actors were committed to other series down the road. So that was fine with them, especially Christopher Maloney. I don't know where, what role he went on to play. It could be Law and Order. It could be that. Uh, or some other show. Uh, we'll see. All right. Next up uh, from the 2000s uh, is a Black Sash. It was an action-adventure drama series. And... Uh, this aired on the WB, not the CW. And this premiered on March 30th, 2003, uh, ended June 1st, 2003. Uh, it was very short-lived. Uh, had uh, eight episodes, two unaired. It was an hour show. And it starred uh, actor Russell Wong. And he was in a, he was, uh, if you remember his uh, role in uh, Vanishing Sun. That was uh, like uh, these TV movies that started in that. He was good in that. I like that. He appeared in a lot of movies. I'll talk to a little bit about him later. So the plot of the movie was uh, his name. His character's name was Tom Chang, and he was a former undercover narcotic, narcotics cop. And he was framed for smuggling heroin. I don't know who did that. So, and he was uh, in prison in Hong Kong. And then uh, he was released, and then he returned home to San Francisco to get his life back and to be uh, reunited with uh, his wife and his daughter. And uh, he had a mentor. His name was Master Lee, played by Mako, or Mako, Mako is his name. Oh, that, he, that guy was everywhere. A lot of uh, television and all that. I remember from MASH. I remember that. And uh, he uh, he was uh, he was he was into martial arts, and he gave him his uh, kun. It was a training hall for Chinese martial arts, and it was right near the wharf. You know, like maybe fishermen's wharf. You know, since it's set in San Francisco. And uh, he go, and then he had some students uh, that were he was trained and all that. And uh, sometimes he would get involved with uh, I don't know police cases, meaning like that. And uh, so the the uh, the cast consists of this. It was uh, Russell Wong as Tom Chang. There was Sarah Carter as Allie Bennett. Uh, Ray J as Brian Lanier. Missy Perengrim as Tori Stratton, Corey Savior as uh, Trip Brady, Drew Fuller as Nick Reed. Uh, you remember him from Charm. Uh, Ona Grauer as Beth Rogers. She played his wife. 
Val Valerie Tian as, as Claire Rogers, his uh, daughter. Martin Cummings as uh, Philip Rogers. I think I remember he's on Riverdale, I believe. Yeah. Also, last but not least, Make Mako as Bester Lee. And they filmed, uh, although it was set in San Francisco, but they filmed in British Col Columbia, just like the rest of the, the shows from the, the, from the WB and the CW. And uh, it didn't do very well. I mean, they tried, but uh, I watched the show. I remember watching. I liked it. Yeah, I watched a couple episodes. It was good, but uh, didn't catch up. It didn't. It didn't catch on. When ratings wise, they cancel it like that. It is on uh, YouTube if you like to watch it. I don't know about DVD. I have no idea. And. Uh, Right now, I'm going to play the theme song for Black Sash. The theme, the theme, the theme song, excuse me, was performed by a group called Green Wheel, and uh, the song is "Breathe." And you know what? It's catchy. It really is. So after, when I come back after I play the theme song, I'll talk. About, I'll talk about a little about Russell Wrong, Wong. Excuse me, <laughs> can't say his name. Okay, so sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Okay, everyone, I'm back. I hope you enjoyed the theme song for Black Sash. Oh, that's a catchy theme song. I like that rock rock song. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, as for actor Russell Wong, uh, he was he was not born in China. He was born in New York, <laughs> and uh, and it's funny. Uh, the thing is, he was he's half Chinese. You know, and uh, and also French and Dutch descent, so that's interesting. He started in a lot of movies and television, uh, like for example, in the movies, uh, he started in New Jack City, The Joy Luck Club, also Vanishing Sun. That was a TV movie. Uh, he did that. Romeo Must Die. He did that. Uh, as for television, he did. Uh, he appeared on The Equalizer, The Twenty One Jump Street, uh, Touched by Angel, CSI, Commander in Chief, uh, Numbers, uh, Y Five O. Appeared in that NCIS, uh, New Orleans, also Criminal Minds, uh, Beyond Borders, uh, also uh, Oh Supergirl. He was in there. I missed that. <laughs> You know, but uh, it was interesting like that. And uh, also Westworld from 2020. Like that. Talented actor. Very talented indeed. Okay. All right. So next up we have uh, last is the, from the 2010s, the TC TV sitcom Dads. Uh, I remember this show very well. 
uh, it was, uh, according to the, uh, some sources, it was a live action sitcom sometimes. And, uh, this premiered on September 17th, 2013 and July 16th, uh, 2014, uh, had one season, 19 episodes on Fox, on the Fox network, had a good cast and the series, uh, was about uh, these two uh, successful video game developers, Warner and Eli. And uh, their lives were unexpectedly changed when their dads moved in with them. Oh boy, uh, that sounds nice. (laughs) So the cast consisted of uh, Seth Green. Oh, I loved him in Austin Powers. (laughs) He's hilarious. He was Eli Sachs. Also, uh, Giovanni Ribisi as Warner Whittemore. You remember him from Friends, I believe. And uh, he was a, he's a great actor. He appeared in a lot of shows like that. I think he was in Friends. I'm not sure. Also in the cast was Peter Riegert as David Sachs. That's Eli's dad. Uh, we all know him from Animal House. Uh, he was great in that movie. Yeah, he was complaining all the time. <laughs> also, Martin Mull. He played Warner's dad as Crawford White Whitemore. Yeah, he's uh, very funny. Also, there was Brenda Song, Eli and Warner's assistant. Also, there was Tonita Castro as, as Edna, Eli's maid. She was a Mexican Ill- illegal immigrant. Just help me now. Also, in the cast was Vanessa uh, Lachey as Camilla White uh, Whitemore as uh, um, let's see uh, who was that? Excuse me, like that. Oh yeah, Warner's wife. I'm sorry. Uh, her she portrayed uh, Camilla Whitemore. We all know him as Nick Lachey's wife. You know, I didn't know she was in the show. I, I watched it, but I didn't pay attention. And uh, so it was, uh, I seen it, I watched a couple episodes of the show. It was funny. Uh, they had a good cast. They really did. Um, and uh, didn't do well with the uh, ratings. The critics didn't like it very much. So uh, that's a shame. And uh, the show is on DVD, if you care to purchase it. And the show's on YouTube if you'd like to watch a few episodes. They had one clip that's uh, sort of uh, personal to me. Um, there was uh, Giovanni Ribisi's char- character, Warner Whitmore. He went to the doctor, and he was uh, the doctor was going to give him a prostate exam. <laughs> well, me, I'm a co- prostate cancer uh, survivor, and uh, I've been through that. It's uh, not pretty. But, you know, in this episode, this clip, they uh, made it hilarious, you know. But there's nothing funny about, you know, cancer, you know, especially with the prostate. What's funny about in this scene, the doctor was examining and he just uh, died while he was examining him. <laughs> so that's that's just terrible. Oh, my God. That was because uh, Warner... Uh, Warner uh, was just lying there, you know, when his uh, 
gown, you know, he was on the uh, he was on the bed like that, you know, in the exam examination room like that. Oh, that was terrible like that. Okay, so right now I'm going to play the trailer for Dads. It's not the intro. And uh, when I come back, I will talk about uh, Seth Green. So he has a very interesting career. He's still acting to this day. So sit back and enjoy, everyone. Thank you. Seth MacFarlane's brought you some of TV's most twisted dads. This fall, the tradition continues. You did a 5K? It was free water every K. I just got in my car and drove K to K. From the minds behind Ted. Well, hello, kitty. <laughs> comes the father of all comedies. The correct pronunciation is Shiite Muslim. Dad, coming this fall to Fox. Okay, everyone, I hope you enjoyed the trailer for the TV sitcom Dads. I'll talk a little bit about actor Seth Green. Excuse me. Uh, what can I say? He's a very talented uh, young, young man. Uh, he's not that young. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, his, one of his earliest movie roles was in the Hotel New Hampshire. And I, that was with uh, Rob Lowe. So Radio Days, with uh, that was the Woody Allen movie. Oh, I liked him in that movie. That was great. Also, My Stepmother's an Alien, uh, Pop Up the Volume. And that was with Christian Slater, I believe. Also, uh, he appeared in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie and the uh, TV series. Yeah, I'll get to that. Uh, his television roles, that is. Uh, yeah, he did a lot of movies. My favorite movie role of him is Austin Powers. He played the son of Mr. Evil. He's hilarious. <laughs> He's so cocky in that movie. He's so cocky. Like that. And uh, also Guardians of the Galaxy. And uh, he, put, he did uh, the voice of Howard the Duck. Okay. And... Uh, TV roles, he starred in Tales from the Dark Side, Amazing Stories, uh, directed by, you know, Steven Spielberg. That was his series. Spencer for Hire, uh, Mr. Belvedere, Life Goes On. Uh, he started in a TV sitcom called Good and Evil. I think that started with Terry Garr. Also, The Wonder Years. He started in that. The X-Files. Uh, he was in uh, 90210. You know, Beverly Hills, that is. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, the Drew Carey Show. Okay, and his main role was uh, Daniel uh, Oz Osborne in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He played a werewolf. Did that. Also in Angel, the spinoff. His most famous role was not acting. It was voice acting. And did other roles. Was Chris Griffith in Family Guy. He did that for, uh, still doing it, I, I believe. <coughs> Excuse me. And he did other uh, appearances on a lot of sitcoms, you know, and he's still acting to this day. So he's very talented. Uh, he's a very talented actor. I like him a lot. Okay. But right, oh, and what uh, the last acting role he did uh, that I watched, he did the voice of Thunderbolt in Stargirl uh, from DC Comics. 
I like them in that. Okay. What a list. So uh, I guess that's it for the show. So I'll do a a recap of what I discuss on this episode. So here it is. Here is the lineup. So from the 1950s, he's the is the crime drama Sydney Detective from the 1960s, The Bill Dana Show, the TV sitcom that is. From the 1970s, Bailey's Comic, the anime series. From the 1980s, the uh, comedy drama series, B-City Blues. From the 1990s, the television sitcom, The Boys. From the 2000s, the action drama, Black Sash. And from the 2010s, Dad's, the TV sitcom. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. A little water. Okay. So, uh, forgive me for coughing so much. I uh, had something in my throat. So, that's it for the show, folks, uh, for episode 35. Uh, this episode will be published later on today. It'll be available wherever podcasts are uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Also on my YouTube channel, TV Oblivion, the podcast. Also I'll be on my Facebook page and also on my Twitter accounts. Twitter account, just one. <laughs> It'll be posted there. Uh, once it's that, you can listen anywhere on your laptop, your phone, your iPad, uh, whatever is accessible, whatever is easier for you. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. So I will do another episode next weekend. So this is Pikastanis, your host for TV Oblivion, the podcast. For Forgive me again for coughing. Uh, I don't know. I had something in my throat. I had to, you know, pause a few times to record. So I'm ending the show with the Pick and Pluck song. So bye-bye, everyone, and take care, and I hope to hear from you soon.